This is One Oak Church. We exist to share the hope of Jesus. No matter who you are or where you're at in life, you are welcome. Our mission is simple, to bring people that are far from God close to Him. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, if you have it, not though, the world put it on the by screen. Loving God and loving others. If you have the Bible app on your phone, the notes will be there today and you can follow along. The Bible says in Matthew 9 verse 20, And behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. The Bible says, for she said within herself, she was talking to herself. She said within myself, like I can just touch the border of his garment. If I can just touch his garment, not even really if I can just touch him, if I can just simply touch what's touching him. And there's a sermon in that so deep and so powerful. Like if I can just touch what was touching Jesus, then I can be made whole. But Jesus turned, turned uh, and she said, I shall be whole, but Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. As we continue our crash diet series, I encourage you today, continue to be persistent. Continue to push. And ultimately, your purpose will be fulfilled in this life. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you, God, for all that you've done and all that you're doing in all of our lives. God, we stand here today a blessed people knowing that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And we thank you, Jesus, for the ladies that are in our lives. We thank you, God, for the experiences and, and the joys that we have. I thank you, God, for what you're gonna do here today, a message not just for one individual for all of us to hear that when we just pursue and we're persistent God we'll see our purpose fulfilled bless every person here do something great in this place and we're going to thank you in Jesus name all God's people said amen high five three people high five three don't don't high five three there you go one more one more Excuse me, I found some truths here. Here's some, here's some truths I want you to follow along or help me read these. Like, we, this was a truth in growing. We have twin daughters. Are they twins? No, I found the extra kid in the parking lot and thought, why not? Let's say, uh... <laughs> woohoo, it's Friday. Oh, wait, I'm a mom. <laughs> mom in the room. I don't want to sleep like a baby. I just want to sleep like my husband. And the final one here, dear mom, thanks for not feeding me to a shark or selling me to the circus. I know it was a real possibility. Happy Mother's Day. How many sons, daughters in the room? That was a real possibility for you. Definitely for me. Who or what you with matters. Who or what you with tells a story so you don't have to. Who you're with explains everything. Who you're associated with says a lot. Who you're associated with gets you access in otherwise restricted areas. And a lot of times who you're associated with has gone before you and has paved the way. It wasn't too long ago that Danielle and I, we went to a restaurant, it was a date night. I dropped her off at the restaurant door. I didn't go park, I pulled up to the door, jumped out of the car, opened up the door, because I'm a smart man, because it's a date night. And she jumped out and went inside and she went to the hostess and got a table and went in, I, I go park the car. 
And I come in a few minutes later and I walk in and as the host is standing there, I said, can I help you, sir? And I said, no, I'm good. My wife is here. Oh, there she is in the corner. She had gone in just a few minutes before me and she had already explained to them, hey, we want this table. We don't want to sit by the bathrooms or the kitchen. We want to sit right here. This is where we want. And she had already gone in and explained everything for me. She had already paved the way to where when I walked in, I got access to where she was without even opening my mouth. You see, that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus paved the way for us. He lived for 33 years. He went to the cross of Calvary and he says, all right, I've already done it. I've already been here. I've already, I've already gone through the pain that you think you have to go through, but you don't. I've already gone through the trials and tribulations that you think you have to go through, but you don't. I've already gone there. Just come on. It was a couple years ago. We wanted to take our kids to Universal Studios in Florida. And we went to Universal Studios in Florida and we had this experience given to us. It was an amazing experience. And what this experience was, is I've ruined my kids from this experience, I'll let you know this, is that we were given passes to go on every ride through the exit. It was as if we were like the Kardashians, I'm telling you, true story. We, We didn't have to wait in a line we just walked in through the exit. They took us to the front and we didn't wait. We went through a theme park in like three hours. No lines or nothing. We went to Cedar Point last year. We had to wait in line. My kid's like, what is this? <laughs> and the reason why we got to do that is someone had gone ahead of us and they had made sure that we were going to get this VIP treatment in a way that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And that's what Christ has gone ahead. He's gone ahead and he's done this. He's paved the way for each and every one of us. So who you're with matters. I was with my wife at the restaurant, so who I'm with matters. I knew a person that worked for Universal Studios and they got me in. Who you're with matters. They get you access to places you wouldn't have access otherwise. The message of the cross is Jesus gives us access to the Father that we wouldn't have otherwise through the blood blood of the cross. We have access. You have access. uh, Psalms 23 and 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear, fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The key part about this verse is that he is with us. My sermon is one to encourage everyone of One Oak that you're not alone, that you're, who you're with matters. Our text speaks of a hero that didn't let their pain prevent God's purpose. Remember that, come on. They, she didn't let her pain prevent God's purpose in her life. For 12 years, she could have lived with that excuse. She's not, I'm just gonna live in pain, but I wanna be changed. I wanna be different. I wanna be new. I love the passage because it shares this incredible transformation that takes place in the life of this lady. She was the woman with the issue of blood, but through her persistence and pushing, she found her purpose. Everyone had left her. The only acquaintance, the only thing that she had was that she had an issue. How many here have an issue? You you say, I'm just gonna let you know, all of us have an issue. The woman with the issue of blood, her shame was she was unclean. Her issue of blood had cut her off from life. Know that the the custom of that day, this disease would have pushed her away from everyone else. 
From the Jewish point of view, this woman could not have suffered from any more terrible or humiliating disease than an issue of blood. When Mark tells this story, he makes it clear that this woman had tried everything. She had gone to every available doctor, and in fact, she was worse instead of better. The horror of this disease was that it rendered the sufferer unclean. Law laid it down in Leviticus 15 that whoever touches the woman or things she has contaminated, they themselves would be unclean as well. And everyone would know these laws. And so this woman would have to keep herself away from everybody, away from community, because no one wanted they themselves to be unclean because it was a shame. And so this was her life. For 12 years, this was her life. Shut off from the worship of God and the fellowship of men and women. She should not have been in the crowd surrounding Jesus that day. She shouldn't have been among the community. For 12 years, she lived in the shadow of her sickness, limited by her ailment. Think about it. A vibrant young woman with her entire life in front of her, trapped by this crippling disease. She was ambitious, enthusiastic about everything. That all came to a screeching halt when the alarming news of this crippling disease came. The news meant more than just being sick. The worst part of the disease was she would be a social outcast. Her social life was stopped. She is now considered dirty and unclean. The woman would now have to battle emotional and physical strain every day. What most of us take for granted to do with ease, she would now struggle with daily tasks. For 12 years, she sought a cure and fulfillment in the things of this world. The doctors couldn't heal her. The medicines and remedies just made things worse. Physically, she can't take it anymore. And financially, she's at the point of bankruptcy. The physicians had no success with the treatment of this woman's case, but she had heard of Jesus. Remember, she had this problem. Her trouble was an embarrassing thing, and to go in the crowd, she would have to state it openly that she was unclean. But this day, she was persistent. She had heard about Jesus coming into town, and she knew that there would be crowds there that day. And so she would forego the common graces that we would use in stepping into crowds, excuse me, pardon me. She forgoes those. Up until this point, people waited for Jesus to come to them. She would be the first. She would be the starter of a revolution of people not waiting on Jesus, but people going to Jesus. It wasn't the words that she shared. It was the actions that day that changed everything. A lot of times we're looking for the words, but it's really our ways. It was her ways that brought about the change. In fact, she said, if I can just touch the border of his garment, if I can just touch what is touching Jesus. And if you look in history, Jesus would have been wearing a shawl. And it it would have looked like Jesus had wings. It would have looked that way. The Bible says that there's healing in his wings. And at the end of that shawl that Jesus would have been wearing, there would have been these things called tassels. And it would in hyacinth blue, tassels. And these tassels are what identified a Jew as a Jew. And so what she touched of Jesus was something that had been scraping the ground. And it was the thing that identified it. She touched the identity of Jesus Christ. 
And when she touched the identity of Jesus Christ, her identity changed in the moment and Jesus felt it. Something's gone out of me. Virtue has left me. The very thing that she needed went out of Jesus. She touched the dirtiest part of Jesus' clothing. That lets me know that the dirtiest part of Jesus still has more power and ability than the best part of any one of us. Jesus had never intended, please note this, he never intended on healing the woman that day. Her passion changed his intentions. Her desire to be changed rerouted the Redeemer. Oh, get that. The woman was desperate for her destiny. The woman was persistent. It wasn't the touch of Jesus that healed her. It was her touching Jesus that healed her. And there's a big difference. Up until this point, everyone else waited on Jesus, but she got to Jesus. Now, if I could give you the name of this woman in the Bible, I would. We don't know her name. I'm not sure if she was Kathy, Danielle, Trisha, Shantae, Alicia, Beyonce. I don't know what her name was. I just know that she's known by her problem. She's known by what consumes her what takes up her time. She's known as the woman with the issue of blood. She's known by who she hangs out with the most. I hang out with my problem. I hang out with that. That's who I am. We can relate with this girl because sometimes the problem becomes big in our lives that it swallows up our identity. We've been dating our issue so long. That's the only thing we know. Have you ever had something consume you like that? that you lost sight of yourself as an individual, a definite divorce, erratic economy, a temperamental teenager, and so that, man, that's your life. That's all you're known for. That's what keeps you up at night, what, what allows you to not have any sleep. It's those things that define you. She's the woman with the issue of blood. Her issue separated her. And I just asked the question when we started, we all have issues. Maybe you can relate. Maybe it's not an issue of blood, but an issue of different illness, an issue of drugs, an issue of alcoholism, an issue of anger, an issue of depression, an issue of failure, an issue of doubt. Let's make it real today. These issues that we're with, we need to change who we're with. Whatever your issue is, maybe you're the guy with the issue of drugs, the issue of alcoholism, the issue of pornography, Maybe you're the woman with the issue of depression or trust issue. I've come to tell you today that you can change who you're with. Those things make you pave the way. They make you do all the work. If you'll change who you're with, Jesus Christ, he says, I've already done the work. Depression makes me do all the work. Trust issues makes me do all the work. The things we face make me do all the work. But if I'll just change who I'm with, if I'll just realize I can be with Jesus, then everything else can change. You don't have to be with an issue anymore. You don't have to be with the situation anymore. You can be with Jesus. She touched him and immediately she was healed. She was a poor, unimportant sufferer with a trouble that made her unclean. And yet to that one unimportant person, Jesus gave all of himself. You see, we're very apt to attach labels to people and treat them according to their relative importance. But to Jesus, a person had none of these man-made labels. He or she was simply a human soul in need. 
Because love never thinks of people in terms of human worth. Almost everybody would have regarded the woman in the crowd as totally unimportant. Even in fact, the disciples pushed it off as not being something that it was important in that day. Lord, many people have touched you. What are you talking about? Almost everybody would have regarded the woman in the crowd totally unimportant. But Jesus, she was someone in need. She gave him, she, he gave himself to her and God loves each and every one of us as if there was only one of us to love. She did it. Her effort wasn't in vain. She touched the hem of his garment and her present issue was fixed. She got her healing. She was persistent. She pushed through the crowd. And she was a lot stronger, a lot more powerful than what she realized. Jesus asked the question, who touched me? The Bible says that everyone denied touching him. Jesus, hundreds if not thousands of people has touched you. And Jesus said, somebody touched me because what he or she wanted went out of me. But I wasn't done with them. I have something more for them. There's only two people in the story that know something amazing has happened. It's Jesus and the woman. She was so bold to push her way through the crowd to touch the border of his garment. But when it came time to be recognized by the Savior, she hid, Scripture says. She didn't want to come forward. But Jesus says, no, something's happened today. It was Jesus' persistence to her that caused her to come forward and say, no, it was me. I'm the one that needed something today. I'm the one that needed to be healed. I'm the one that had an issue. And I'm ready to change who I'm with, Jesus. Today, know that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you, gave his life for you. And maybe you've walked in here today, every person, maybe you walked in here today with an issue. And I want you to know that you can change who you're with. They, if you'll just simply reach out and touch him today, you can be changed. How do I do that, pastor? You can do it figuratively, but just open it up your heart. The Bible says that she said, didn't say a word, but she just knew in her heart, if I can just touch it. Maybe mom, you've been struggling. Maybe dad, you've been facing some things. Maybe you're here single today and God, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I don't know the words to say, but I, in my heart, I'm reaching out for you. And don't you know my heart can reach really far? <laughs> my heart can reach a lot further than my hands. Maybe that's where you are right now. Jesus said, I wasn't done. I've got something more. It was when Jesus recognized her that he gave her these words. Your faith has made you whole. Because Jesus even understood that to have something for 12 years would have done more than hurt her body. It would have hurt her head and her heart. And he needed to affirm her in that moment and said, your faith has made you whole. No more depression. No more anxiety. No more separation. Welcome Bible says in Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, tell me I'm not right when I'm, who you're with matters. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible.
Who are you dancing with? Who are you dancing with? Who's your partner in this dance of life? Is it depression? Is it doubt? Or is it God? I'm in this with you, God. In fact, I'm gonna let you lead. Because whom I'm with matters. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. I'm the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus says, no, no. You're not with an issue anymore. You're with Emmanuel. What's his name? God with us. Who you're with matters. All over this room, bow your head with me. Close your eyes. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never said yes to Jesus, or maybe it's been a long time and you're here to church today and you're a new friend and and you're ready to say yes to him in this moment. When I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. We'll pray a prayer together. If that's you today, if you've never given your life to Christ or it's been a long time with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, if that's you in this moment, when I count to three, raise your hand. One, two, three. You see the hands. You see the hands. Drop them right back down. Thank you for the hands. With every head bowed, every eye still closed, I want you to pray this prayer with me and say it out loud. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I realize today that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Today, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Today, I say yes to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Stand with me all over this room. I'm asking our prayer team to come at this time. And they're going to stand on either side of the room at the two banners. If you have a prayer need today and you want to agree with someone about the need that you have in your life, maybe it's the issue you've been facing and you're ready to receive deliverance. The Bible says that if you can agree with somebody in prayer, that the Lord will answer. And where two or three are together, there's freedom. Jesus is there. And wherever Jesus is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And so if you're ready to be free today, find someone to pray with. There's also communion there. You're welcome to take communion as well. The band is coming back to do one more song and I invite you to come worship around this altar. We do this every Sunday at our church. We give you an opportunity to sing one more song and to seal the moment in worship, to allow God to do something. And figuratively or literally, I encourage you to reach out for Jesus today. Won't you come and I'll come back in just a minute to dismiss you. Go ahead and sing, guys.